right, guys, I've been waiting all day to do this. It's been, I've had the most annoying day. I'm sure I'll tell you about it um, as I keep talking. But anyway, welcome to Me Reading Stuff. I'm Robin. I'm a homicide detective who loves to read. And this is my podcast. We just talk, we talk things out, and uh, we get to reading. I recommend things that I'm reading and I share them with you and get excited. You know, I'm trying to not complain. Do I seem like a complainer? Yes or no, write in. I'm afraid to hear the results of this little poll. I'm not sure if I'm a complainer or not, but I will tell you, I've had some experiences recently that have made me realize I think the last thing I want to do is complain about anything anymore. It's like, well, you know what? I'm going to give myself a pass on health-related stuff, although, you know, I'm going to pick and choose who to complain to about that. And I'm even pretty positive when I complain about those things because I'll usually say, well, this is the one cross I have to bear or whatever. This is the thing I have is I have bad health. I always have. That's how it is. Um... But everything else is going all right for me. You know, I'll try to kind of couch it in that. Is that the way you use couch it? I like it when people say couch it, but I guess I've never really... Let's look it up together. Putting you on a little stand. We're using the cell phone too because it still, as instead of a mic. Um, Couch something? I thought couch something meant to express something in carefully chosen or deceptive <laughs> words. He tended to couch his explanations in arcane, sorry, arcane vocabulary. She couched her words in an overly polite manner. See also couch, <laughs> meaning the furniture. Okay. Um, well, I don't know if that's exactly what I was doing, but I will tell you it's a goal. It's just something to think about. And, you know, as I always try, the second I start having a lot of negative thoughts about anything, I try to immediately have gratitude. You know, it's basically a catalyst for me to switch on gratitude. Obviously, this has been a rough week. Um, My heart goes out to Texas, one of my home states, and the San Antonio area. I'm just devastated. I mean, this week has been really hard on a lot of people for all sorts of various reasons, both those things here in America and also... Just in general, it feels like a crazy-ass week. It just really does. And I've definitely had a crazy-ass day. Actually, it's just been an annoying day, a really annoying day. But again, even those, com- those things that I could explain to you, um, that's me couching, couching there instead of saying complain but explain. Um, they're all just tedious. It's just been a tedious day with a bunch of stuff that I thought would take two seconds, ended up taking, you know, two hours. One thing that I thought was just something I was doing for my washing machine that was supposed to take one washing machine cycle ended up taking, I'm still working on it. And that started at 3 PM and it's now 8:28 PM. I even had to ask my mom, like mom, I had to call her and have a whole talk about this. I was just watching a YouTube video. Let me I don't know where it went. Oh, I turned her off because she was annoying me so much. But I was trying to get help with this cleaning process about a washing machine. And there was this woman who was trying to tell you how to do it. But her arms were crossed, like, really, like, sassily and annoyingly. Like, she was just like, uh, here's how you do it. And it's, like, the last thing I needed. Uh, So thank God for my mom, who was just, you know, empathetic and understood. Basically, you know... Again, it's a luxury problem. I have a washing machine, so, you know, wah. But honestly, 
I don't even want to get into what's going on with it. You know, it's just, uh, it's so disgusting. And I mean, honestly, it's been one of the most disgusting afternoons I've ever had. All right, I'm going to hit pause. I'll be right back. Hi, guys. I'm in the middle of doing laundry, working, and searching for when I was in Soap Digest magazine. I've lost my copy, and I was going to frame it, and now I'm so super pissed at myself. I thought I put it... I have this drawer full of things to be framed in my flat file cabinet, and I don't know where it is. It's making me so sad. But anyway, I was going to tell you guys about a lunch thing that just happened to me that is so sweet, or... I don't know what it is. It's just awesome. So I was starving. I, this morning, or no, this afternoon, right at noon, I decided, even though I haven't had caffeine, really, truly, no coffee caffeine, in years and years, since my heart got really bad, maybe five years ago, six, seven years ago, and I've spent most of my adult life trying to kick the caffeine habit, because I'm not supposed to be on it for heart reasons. So anyway, but... I, when I was at that vacation, the Salish Lodge, one morning when I got up, they only had, you know, they're like free coffee in the lobby. Well, it was caffeinated coffee and I knew it and I went for it anyway. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? I'm not going to die. I'm just going to feel bad. Well, I didn't feel bad. I felt amazing. I felt like my old self, like so alive, so on fire, so ready to tackle anything. And that was part of the reason I had such a good morning that first morning there. So I kept it to myself. And then later I told Damien what I had done and he totally understood and was happy that I felt so good. Well, I've been thinking, you know, maybe I can do this once a week. So Today, I was really, really like dragging my heels on everything I had to do. I was trying so hard, but you know, I have autoimmune conditions. I have brain fog. I'm exhausted 24-7. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get an iced coffee. So I went and I got an iced coffee, brought it back. And oh my God, have I had the best day ever. I am feeling so good. I have pretty much completely planned out about 15 new drawings. I am ready to roll. I'm happy. I listened to Zach Foster. You can find him on Zach Foster Quilts on Instagram. He's the one who put together the ASAP Rocky, um, the ASAP Rocky, uh, what is it? the puffy quilt at the Met Gala two, two Met Galas ago. Anyway, I'm obsessed with him and his work and just his personality. He was doing an Instagram live. I'm listening to it. I'm writing in questions. He's answering back. I am feel. this is like, I don't even know. Every element of my life was feeling great. But I had ignored how hungry I was because all I'd eaten was grapes in the morning. And so even though the grapes were, I mean, they were as big as watermelons. I don't know what was going on with these grapes or how they were ever grown like this, but they were crazy and they were so good, like really hard and sweet. So anyway, I then crossed paths with Damien in the kitchen and he is an expert at making... um, what we call street rice. And he has, I don't know, figured out this amazing kind of way of making, it's kind of like fried rice, but the egg is kind of mixed into the rice. So anyway, I was going to just try it. What I was going to do was make a rice bowl with some vegetables and a fried egg on top and some amino acids on that. And that's kind of my go-to. 
And I love that, right? But I realized in the moment when I was about to do that, here's Damien, who makes this for us all the time, his street rice, which I'm obsessed with. And even though I had a different plan in mind, I was like, you know what? I should have him teach me how he does this because I, I see him, but I don't really watch and learn. And what a wonderful experience it was to have him show me. Because, you know, people who are adults and have, you know, cooked for themselves for a long time, we all have our own, like, our own individual ways of doing even little things like which oil we use, which, um, how, like, what we cook first, onion, egg, broccoli. Like, how do you do, how do you cook the broccoli? What do you do? What, like, it, it's just so interesting to see how people do things. So, and we do things very differently, and I love his food, and he loves mine. But I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna observe this. So he was teaching me, and I'm watching him, and it was so fun. And to see when he was done, and how excited I was, and he's smiling at what he had made me, and I'm smiling because I'm learning, and I'm just appreciating the way he does things. You know, because we could all just keep doing things our own way forever and ever, amen, and that's how it is. But what is the fun in that? Why not include other people and and learn new ways and push yourself? And there were some things that I probably wouldn't have chosen to do, but in the end, it was so much better that way. And also, hello, there's the love that's included in anything anyone makes for you. You know, I have notoriously said, not... (laughs) It's actually not notorious. I don't even know why I would just say that. Um, I have uh, quietly said in my own brain many times, I've never really liked a sandwich I've made for myself. But I know the sandwiches I make for other people are just completely amazing. But I don't do the same thing. I, I, I just That love factor is gone. Um, I do love myself and, and I love making food for myself, but it's just not the same thing. Anyway, the point is, there was something in this lunch experience that I think was a a good lesson, especially for someone as stubborn and as me and somebody who knows themselves so well and likes the way I do things. You know, we all get more and more like that as we get older, which is, partly is great and partly it can really limit you. So anyway, it was so sweet and so special. And then Damien wasn't hungry, but then when he saw how good the rice was, we ate it together as a little mini lunch break, and I couldn't have been happier. So now I'm going to go and figure out where in the world I put the Soap Digest magazine. I'm a big fan of this couple on the show named Adam and Sally, and they're like the bad boy, bad girl couple, and like, like against all odds, nobody likes them, but they finally got together, and I think I told you guys I was dying for them to have sex for some reason, like obsessed about it. And they finally did, and they do a lot, and so we're all happy about that. And um, anyway, so I was, I believe, one of the first ones to think that they would be a great couple. So I wrote in long before they were even in scenes together, I think. Or maybe they had just been in one scene together, and it was sort of a vague exchange anyway. And I wrote into Soap Opera Digest that, hello, these guys have insane chemistry. Oh, yeah, they were already together. Insane chemistry. Get him to drop his stupid ex-wife slash girlfriend, who is so annoying. That's Chelsea, if anybody watches Young and the Restless. Um, And get him with Sally. So, anyway, it happened, and I'm so happy. And I got in the magazine, and now I'm going to go look for it. All right, I love you guys. Bye. Also, have I ever told you guys this Catholic tradition? You, when you lose something, you pray to St. Anthony, and he helps you find things. And so, and the little 
fun prayer type calling out is, Tony, Tony, turn around. Something's lost and can't be found. So let's all say a collective Tony, Tony, turn around and see if I can find the soap opera digest. Okay, so I'm listening as I'm collaging all of these snippets from the week together. And I did find my Soap Opera Digest magazine, which I believe I'll tell in the next snippet, which is um, going to be a little conversation I had with Damien on the way taking him to the airport this morning. Uh, But in the meantime, let's go ahead and do a reading. Now, I wanted to do, this is sort of an old me reading stuff strategy, I, I recall. When I would have a good book, around a book of poems normally. Um, And I didn't know which one I wanted to read. I wanted to read them all. It was always fun. And even when I knew there were some that weren't good, it was always fun to just grab the book, hang out with you guys, talk to you, and just flip the pages open to random pages and read from there. So I was sort of thinking we would do that with this new book. came out last year, by the way. And... um, it's a, I don't know if you say liver right, I think liver right book. Um, I'll put a description. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll put a link in the description for where you can find it. But thank God my friend Stephanie got me this book. Patricia Highsmith, Her Diary and Notebooks, 1941 to 1995. Um, I've read Patricia Highsmith many times on here. I've talked about her many times. I always recommend her book, Animal Lovers, Book of Beastly Delights. Um, and she's most known for the Thomas Ripley books and what is it called? Murder on a Train or whatever the one that ended up being the Hitchcock movie. Anyway, she is a big inspiration to me in a lot of different ways. I believe I just talked to you guys about the short documentary that I watched on the Criterion channel about her. But these were, and these, oh, by the way, gotta give the editor Anna von Planta. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. Anna von Planta. Um, she edited the book, which was not easy to That was no easy feat because this woman pretty much wrote every single day. And so, and she explains in the intro just how they managed to do that without just, you know, just ignoring things. So I had the best time with this book. And I'm just going to, uh, so anyway, it is written, I mean, it is placed in the book in chronological order. You, you read from both her journal and also her, they, they, they kind of, how do I say this? It's all chronological and they mash together both the journal entries and also entries from what are, what are more like her um, writing notebook. So there's this, there's a different tone occasionally, like it switches back and forth between I went out with Marsha and she's hot and then all of a sudden it will be something that does definitely sound more like a, an attempt at starting a story or something. So anyway, that is the story on this book. I could go on and on and on, but I'd rather just read. So let's do this. Let's open up to a page. All right, here we go. We're on uh, December 17th, 1941. Okay, this one only has two sentences. No, <laughs> this is a good one to stop on. No man really likes a woman. He is either in love with her or she annoys him. Dang, Pat, as they call her in the introduction of the book. I always think that's funny to hear people call people their, you know, you know, 
famous people have their regular names, and it's just so funny to hear that. All right, let's let's pick another random page. Let's see. Okay, here we go. We have moved up to February 24th, 1948. Okay. Someone, it says blank, is not going to N-O, I learned today. And there was reason to believe that we three, my mother, Jean, and I, would drive there together. Joan called me Monday night. She married Chaz on Sunday. I'm very happy to hear it, exclamation point. Oh, here, let's do this one. Uh, February 24th, 1948. Comfort my heart with gentle comfort, soft as a woman's breast. I should be clothed as an armor. Clothed as in, as in armor. Oh, let's do this one too. I'm liking the looks of this. Uh, the 25th, 1948. Work at the bone, which is to say at the core of existence, life, after the rest is pared away. My difficulty is what sort of person am I? emotional, violent. These seem closer to my real nature than the refinements of Wolf and James, for instance. Perhaps the refinements I notice are merely part of my screen from life. I kind of wish she would have said scream with an M. <laughs> Don't you? She said screen like a screen door, but um, all right, let's, let's skip ahead. All right. This is longer. Okay, here we go. This looks, this looks interesting. June 24th, 1951. Wolf invited, it is not spelled like Virginia Wolf, by the way. This is, I don't know. Anyway, this is some, someone else. Wolf, inv- well, I guess the dates. When did Virginia Wolf die? I don't remember. Anyway, Wolf invited Ursula and me to Ambach this weekend. I came on Friday with Alfred Nevin Dumont, the handsome young man, grandson of Lenbach, whom Wolf knows. He is vague, vaguely conceited. Showed me his home in Starnberg very modestly, though his air of success with women is to me not attractive, and I don't think to most women. I was not persuaded to stay overnight, but caught the evening bus to Ambach with typewriter. I like that she said with typewriter, not with my typewriter. There's, it's just, I like, the, I like that a lot. All right, let's skip, let's skip way back, actually. Let's go back to when she was a little bit younger. Okay, good day. Oh, this is March 1st, 1941. Good day, a good day. I spent the morning writing and finished the Morton Saint story. Morton Street, Morton Street story. It's completely different now. They like it at school. I often think of Madeline. I wonder whether I can invite her to go riding on Thursday. Dude Ranch on 98th Street. Began Wolf Solent. Solent by John Copower... I don't know how to say these names. Powies? P-O-W-Y-S. The book, this is the only risk you take when you just read without planning. You just, (laughs) you just destroy things with your voice. The book belongs to Mary H. They have lots of books I'd like to borrow. Oh, how I would like to go to the country with Madeline. If she doesn't take me home on Monday, I'll be miserable. Lots of projects in my head. By the way, there are little um, X or plus marks, uh, I should say, plus marks between most thoughts that she had. And she did that throughout her journals from all that I've read so far. Now, I haven't read, by the way, this book is enormous. Mm-hmm. Huge. It's very hard to even tackle on my desk right now while I read it to you guys. So, okay, let's do another one. All right, here we go. Uh, March 31st, 1941. Helen, sweet at school. Something's happening to her, she said. To me too, but I'm not as much of a dreamer. 
Our grades are going down. Hers the most. She's smoking, not eating, etc. It's me, I think. We very gently touched hands in Latham's class. It's so sweet and, incredib- and incredibly timid and modest. I was appointed the new editor-in-chief of Quarterly. Rita sent me African daisies. Balakian was defeated. Do I say Balak- B- Balakian? B-A-L-A-K-I-A-N. All right. Rita sent her African daisies. I'll tell you one thing. So I've only read the first, I would say, eighth of the, of the book, and then I've skipped around a bit. But man, Patricia Highsmith got the ladies. She really got the ladies. Um, let's do one more. Let's do one more. I'm going to skip towards the end. All right. It's interesting to see how differently she, I mean, even visually, it's different. All right, here we go. Uh, February 27th of 68. If I had been blind, I could have gotten married, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Here, the day before that. It takes two mirrors for the correct image of oneself. Now that's the truth. Madeline, she's still talking about Madeline in 1968. March 26, 68, a day that has already seemed endless to me. No letter from Madeline Harmsworth since Friday morning. I simply wanted to state that to love a girl like her, to make love to her, is like conquering or at least pleasing a continent. It is somehow so important, so important. Whoa, that'd be hard to ignore if somebody said to you, making love to you, wait, how did she say it? Loving you, making love to you is like conquering or pleasing a continent. This is why you get with writers, people. This is why writers are who we all gravitate towards, (laughs) or at least people with my brain do. All right, so that's Patricia Highsmith, her diaries and notebooks, edited by, I'm going to say it the other way now, since I don't know how to say it, Anna Von Planta. See, I think my other way is probably right. Anna Von Planta? We'll see. Well, we'll, uh, Anna or Anna, get in touch. Let me know how you'd like me to do it. All right, so that's the reading. Now, if you'd like to continue... I have a very casual, easygoing conversation with Damien on the way to the airport this morning, and then I'll come back in and I'll say goodbye. This is going to be a long podcast, I think, but that's what I want. And I'm enjoying the diaristic way I'm doing this. I don't write a diary. I don't write a journal like our buddy Pat did here, but um, I I do my own things in my notebooks where I plan my drawings, and that kind of counts. And then I do this. I mean, for the last, what, six, seven, how long have I been doing? Does anybody remember? Six and a half, seven years or something like that, that I've been doing the podcast. This could certainly be viewed as a journal of some sorts, I'm sure, since mainly what I do is just talk things out. I don't know, guys. Anyway, I'm thinking about you guys uh, all the time. I'm wondering how everybody is. I used to have a lot more contact with a lot of you guys who listen, and I just don't anymore. I've got a lot of concerns about myself as far as friendships go. Um, I'm starting to think that to include my ability to, to have successful friendships might actually be the other thing I don't have, along with I have horrible health. My body hates me. Um, And I seem to have a major problem in the friendship arena as well. 
So those are things. Okay, I'm here in the car. I'm going to ask Damien a couple of questions. He doesn't know what they are. I don't know what they are. This is just this is just an impromptu interview. Damien, how's it going? I'm doing great. I'm actually um, currently driving in the car on my way to the airport. Awesome. And where are you headed this time? I'm flying into Chicago, Illinois, and versus Chicago, <laughs> Colorado. Chicago, Texas. Right. Um, and from there, I will be driving to Iowa for my first show in Iowa. Nice. Not your first show ever in Iowa. No, no, no. But a uh, but my first town, my, my first time in this town I'm playing in. I can't remember the name of the town, actually. It looked like Mukilteo, Muka M something, Q U. Mekalekahai, Mekanio. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and how are you feeling about, you know, heading back on the road, doing some American shows? I know you had a long European tour, but now you're back in the States. How does that feel? It's good to be home. I love that. Now, Damien, uh, what are some of your favorite things about being alive currently? Where do I begin? Um, obviously, being married to you. Oh. And uh, Why is that so good? I can't really say on here. <laughs> oh, I think we all know what you mean. Anyways, uh, the kids, you know, the kids, obviously. Um, and I love music. I'm in love with, I love music. Um, I love listening to music. I love TV. Oh, yeah. A lot of uh, old shows I've been watching. Currently, I'm watching Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and also Peyton Place. That's right, and you finished the entire series of Dark Shadows. Yeah, Dark Shadows. Uh, Dark Shadows, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, hands down. And um, yeah, really good show. That's amazing. Well, those are some good things. You do seem to be very happy to be alive, very content now, and, and not depressed. Um, not anxious. You often say nothing worries you. Like sometimes I'll ask you, what's what, uh, what's a worry you have right now? And I'll ask you that right now. What's a worry you have right now? I have no worries. And you mean that when you say it. I really do. And in fact, you know, I was just about to say, it's strange. Um, the feelings that I have currently of both contentment, um, and of uh, joy and having no worry worries in my life it almost when you have that um, when you have that combination as well of, of feelings as well as some other things um, it really it really relaxes you in a in a in a really strange way it's almost like being you know, for those who might be listening, if you've ever taken, you know, codeine or Percocets or, you know, or been just baked out of your mind, it's, that's kind of how it feels right now to me. You even sound like it. Like, I can, I can assure the uh, listeners today that you are on, you don't even take Advil anymore. Like, you're not on anything, but you sound like you're on drugs right now. I do. 
you sound in a good way, like in a way that I find very admirable. Like you, you just sound sedated. Well, is, is that a good thing? Yeah, not sedated like you sound, um, you know, like when you see Corey Haim when he couldn't speak in an interview or whatever. Well, I don't mean, I mean, do I sound like sedated bored? I'm not bored. Oh, no, calm, cool, calm. Very, very, very calm. I'm very, very calm. You know, I have uh, principles I live by. Live and let live. That's my number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't worry, be happy. It's another one. Good song, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you do live by the tenant, live live and let live. You really, truly, deeply feel that way. I mean, I've seen, uh, I'm talking to the audience now, I've seen Damien in situations where somebody's doing something absolutely insane nearby or near us or in our house even or something. And he is just, <laughs> he, he just, he, he doesn't support it. He doesn't get involved he just let people lets people be people and that's really all anyone needs in life i just walk away man it's a pretty awesome thing whereas i like to get into it i like to get into fights that used to be me no i don't really get into fights anymore i sometimes do we got in a fight at starbucks with that person remember well, you and I didn't get into a fight at Starbucks. No, no. This guy was uh, getting into... This, this asshole was in the Starbucks line just being so rude to everybody who worked there. Like, to an extreme I've never seen. This was in Orange County. And uh, these people were very upset who worked there. And everybody in line was just appalled. And so <laughs> Damien and I were looking at each other and I think something about it we kind of laughed or we did something and he goes are you laughing oh you you think this is funny is that what he said he said something like that I can't, I can't and we are, we're like yeah we actually think you're a joke or something and then we really we really yelled at him and it was awesome and then the starbucks people gave us a free starbucks card yeah. with a lot of money on it because they're like thank you i've not seen anyone that rude remember yeah yeah remember that <laughs> I mean, like, I remember that. Do you remember? I was there. Do you remember? Um, what's your least favorite thing about me? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've actually, I've actually said this before. Oh. Um, your yeah, that you. I thought you you gotten a lot better actually. Um, <clears throat> it, I have no idea what you're about to say. Well, no, you you tend to worry about things that don't need to be worried about. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you tend to worry about things that. There. Remember the day, like I'll give an example of this. Remember, like the the soap digest thing that you couldn't find. Oh God. Now, would you say? Let me ask you a question. Would you say you were near meltdown? I was in full meltdown. I didn't cry, but I was like pouring through papers and drawers like frantically like you would see a psycho on a movie yeah i was i was very upset right i guess so my thing was the entire time i thought well unless frankie either ate it which i highly doubt she would do our cat frankie or she walked out of the house with it or who me no frankie oh, again you're blaming frankie yeah um I just don't. I to me, what I said to you is, it, it's somewhere in this house, and I knew it was going to be probably upstairs. Yeah, I actually didn't update. I think I talked to these guys about it earlier, and the thing was is that 
<laughs> I have a very, this is the thing that upset me the most is that I am more organized now than I've ever been in my life. I'm actually pretty amazing at being organized. And where it ended up being was where I have a very organized system of the uh, back issues of Soap Digest on a shelf, perfectly, perfectly put onto a shelf. Where was it? It was right there. So how funny that I didn't think to check there. But the whole reason was I thought that um, I thought that I had put it somewhere special so that I could frame it. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think like, uh, yeah, that's about it, though. I mean, you know, but you're you've gotten a lot better, you know. Uh, yeah, I have. But I have these moments where it's the bulldog, weird. The bulldog. Bulldog Brasco. Is that yes. his name? Briscoe? I don't remember his last name. I think it's Bulldog Briscoe. Go ahead and explain. The Bulldog Briscoe moment. Uh, Bulldog Briscoe is a... I think it's either Briscoe or Brasco. So I'm sorry if I'm doing it wrong. Uh, he's a character on Frasier, the show Frasier. And if those are... If you're familiar with Frasier, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where he says, where did I put my tickets? I, they were just right here. And he loses his mind. <laughs> and then, like, and then he, you know, he's, he's very animated. He just starts screaming and yelling. And he goes, "Oh wait, they're there!" <laughs> but he says it very calmly at that point. And so, how does that relate to me? You tend to do the bulldog moment, where you just, "Oh my God, where's the? Oh, they're there!" <laughs> but no, then usually bulldog and me blame someone else first. Like <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah. Or someone, someone stole my tickets. <laughs> Stuff like that. Or we just yell. It's not like, where did I put them? It's more like, what the fuck? Like, just like yeah. totally flipping out. Yeah. Yeah, I do. This is total, this is total BS. That's what he has. He says. Yeah. Yeah. I get very upset. And then, oh, no, never mind. Everything's fine. Well. Oh, here it is. <laughs> um, what do you think about frozen vegetables? Oh, man. I love frozen vegetables. Um, anybody, I will go to the mat with anybody who'd like to argue uh, with me uh, regarding fresh veggies versus frozen frozen veggies. I think it's, I don't know, no discussion. I think it's, it's, not, a, it's not a big deal, honestly. <laughs> it's not a big deal. You just, uh, <laughs> I also think about that scene also. Anytime I'm in the frozen food section uh, and I'm buying frozen vegetables, I always think about the scene in East of Eden where his dad comes up with the frozen vegetable thing. Oh, yeah. And trying to haul them across America, but they oh, melt the ice melts. The ice melts. So I think about that. I think about, like, you know. You're happy to use them because he went through that trouble. Yeah, you know, and, and Cal, Cal, who's James Dean, um, he tries to make his dad proud. I don't know, it's a really heartbreaking scene. It's very sad. So, yeah. So I do think about, I think about, you know, I I tend to reference, have TV, television and movie references for real life situations mm-hmm. all the time. That's one of them. I remember you saying you saw on a TV show, uh, you had never seen this done in real life, but I grew up with it. And the TV show you saw where people at dinner would have a stack of white bread on the table, and you always wanted to experience that. And I was like, oh, I grew up with a stack of white bread on the table. What was what was that show? Uh, that was All in the Family. Oh. Yeah. And then the, the other night I saw it on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Oh, you did? Which, uh, which I will say, those, those are both created by Norman Lear. 
Those are both Norman Lear shows. So my question to Norman Lear is that, did you grow up in a house with white bread and butter on the table? <laughs> not even like not even like sliced bread. We're talking like Wonder Bread. Oh yeah, that's all it was. We had a thing of softened butter out and white bread. My grandma, in particular the older family members did that. Yeah, you eat it with everything. Yeah. It's like you use it like, instead of using your uh, a knife, with a fork, use like a use a a piece of buttered Wonder Bread. Yeah, and it, we used it. Uh, it was big time with spaghetti, any pasta. We had it like not toasted, not garlic bread. We're talking, you know, raw. You would almost call it raw Wonder Bread. But with any meal, really, like if you had, I didn't eat steak, but like if there was steak or chicken dish, and yeah, if there were any juices, you sop it up with the white bread. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I don't think, I mean, not to be nitpicky, but I doubt Norman Lear had anything to do with the set design on those episodes, but he could have. I may have. Yeah. I know a lot of his own personal experiences go into. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he mentioned that the Archie Bunker was basically his dad. Mm. I did not know that, but I know I love Norman Lear, and I'm going to backup Damien on Mary Hartman Mary Hartman is just the most outrageously good and and uh, rare show I've never seen anything like it Damien's gotten to watch way more of it than I have but anyway I will say that I will say that it is if if you have not seen Mary Hartman Mary Hartman um, I don't know what your big accounts look like spend the money yeah. Look, find Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, the DVD collection, if you even have a DVD player, and go and buy it. It's not streaming. Um, it's so worth. It's so worth it. It is the craziest show, and most creative show you will ever watch. Yeah. And I, it was a soap opera, by the way. Yeah, it was on every day, but nighttime, right? Yeah, I believe every. I believe every night. Yeah. And if you don't know Louise Lasser, look into Louise Lasser just and look into her SNL performance. I mean, it's uh, there's nothing like this, and there's never been anything like it since. I heard that somebody, I don't know who, somebody from some new show that I don't watch is remaking it. Uh, they, and, and I really Great hope, mistake. I really hope it doesn't happen. I will... I, I don't know. I will be murderous if it actually goes through. I, I think it's a very bad idea. And Damien, um, do you recommend any streaming services? No, not not a one. <laughs> I hate them all. Yeah, you you kind of like the Criterion one. Oh yeah, Criterion's pretty great actually. Criterion Collection's pretty great. Um, that, so that that's one I would say I'd recommend. What do you think about YouTube? I don't like like YouTube. YouTube reminds me of a landfill. It's like this is where you go. Like I'll say this as a musician, this is why I don't make music videos anymore because they just end up on the landfill of what is what is YouTube. YouTube is a landfill. It's a it is a moving picture landfill. It's like full of just I don't know nonsense. I don't like YouTube personally. All right. You seem to watch a lot of YouTube for someone who doesn't like it. No, I don't actually. And, and in fact, if I <laughs> if I if I'm ever looking up something on YouTube, it's for like uh, reference. I'll give an example of this. The other day, I was writing this song. Well, I'm not 
I'm still writing it actually. And it's about this, it's inspired by this guy who took hostage of a TV station. Not the one that Bill Close, not, not that one. Oh, a different one. It's a different one. I can't remember the guy's name, but I, but I did look up on YouTube the footage of it. And wow. it's, it's pretty nuts. What year did this one take place? In 1980. This oh. is, I believe it was in Cleveland. Dang. I can't remember the guy's name right top of my head right now, but uh, it's really crazy. He just shot his girlfriend, and they're interviewing him. He took the news station hostage, and one of the main news anchors is interviewing him on air, like live on air. And she said, "Couldn't you just sur- just can you just surrender?" He's like, he kind of laughs. He's like, "No, I can't surrender." What are you, what are you talking? About? I I I just shot my girlfriend. <laughs> Whoa! She's dead. She's not coming back. Uh. Now the best thing for the cops to do is to come in here, storm the station, and kill me. Uh. And that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted to happen. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They did kill him. Yeah. The next thing you see is is um, the footage of him leaving in a stretcher. Oh, with a blanket over my it's crazy. God. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to check that out in the YouTube history on our YouTube. Um, Damien, this has been a pleasure. Is there anything you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? Anything you'd like to say about Frankie? About me? About life in general? Any words of wisdom? Well, life is fragile. Life is short. Um, it is also very... It's fleeting. It's also very beautiful. Take pleasure in the small things. Um, and notice notice the things, you know, like the freckles on your friend's face or grandmother's hands or, you know, things like that. Um, take time to laugh, you know. Take time to cry. I mean, crying is, I think, is a great release, you know. Um, and above all, just don't worry mm-hmm. about anything. If you if you can. And then, by the way, it's that's... I'm not saying that's super. Just I'm not saying that's a super easy thing to do. I'm, I'm a. I used to be someone, you know. I'm not going to go into. I mean, this is such a long story, but basically, in short, there was a time where I would even leave the house because I was so freaked out, yeah. you know. But, um, but now I just kind of you know you you don't you don't know whatever is you don't still know you know. Hug the ones that you love. Keep them close to you. Tell people that you love them. Tell them how you really feel. You know, um, don't sweat the small stuff, man. What you think is a big deal, it's actually not a big fucking deal. Just relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let shit go, man. It's not a big deal. Let shit go. Don't worry. Um, should I park here? Uh, I'll go over here. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I. That's what I'll. Uh, I'll say. You are a beauty of a person. You're really uh, unique. You have a unique perspective, and I know you've come a long way. I know you never could have imagined you would be saying things like that. No, but and and any and if there's anybody listening to this, if you are listening to this, uh, and you disagree with me, that's okay too. Um, 
I don't need to hear from you. <laughs> don't email him. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> I really don't that's care. Part of the, that's part of why you feel this way, because you truly don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> well, you can't. It, you know, like, to be alive and to be calm, you can't care about what everybody thinks. You just can't. So You really can't. It's amazing it's how little of, how little he cares, trust it, me. It's a waste of time. <laughs> it's very inspiring. Care it, about care about those you love. Care about the people yes, around you. you. Care. Be concerned and love the community that you're in of people. Say hello to your neighbor. Aww. Do great things. Do do loving things. Practice practice the act of loving uh, as you are living. And, you know, uh, yeah. Other than that, fucking cares <laughs> and we have arrived we're pulling in the airport all, all right, right you guys we'll talk to you later thank you damien you're very welcome i love you guys i love you we love you well, i love you and i love you i love you oh, bye i love you too we all love each other uh that was nice to hear wasn't it that was a nice uh interlude is that the right word I'm about to look up another word, make sure I'm using it right. Uh, it, it felt like an interlude. I know what an interlude is in music. Uh, let's see, interval, intermission, intermission break, uh, breathing space. It wasn't breathing space, so it wasn't a pause, but it was a break from what I normally do. So, yeah, it, it was a bit of an interlude. Um, you guys, that's all I have for now. This is a long podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you all week. I know it's a little scrambled up. It's a little collaged and then mixed around and everything else. But, I mean, I'm into it. I'm into the way I'm doing this. And I am trying really hard to do this on Thursdays. I have a really rough couple of months ahead, by the way. So, and then after that, I'm, I'm, I'm soon to have a calmer life. And I'll tell you all about that as we get closer. But for now, I don't want to think about it too much. Oh, I did come up with this new thing, though. At the end of the day, ew, there's something disgusting on my pant leg. I don't even know what this is, you guys, but I am so grossed out right now. Oh, my God, I'm looking under this table. Again, it's because of this whole washing machine fiasco, I think. Maybe I was, oh, my God. Anyway, um, so my new thing is I'm working, in, you know, now that I'm all into vacations and I want to take vacations um, for the first time in my life, I now decided that... Every day at the end of the day after working hard, I'm going to call the end of the night vacation. It's basically like mini vacation. So that's the new plan, which I think seems very fun. So after I post this podcast, I'm actually going to take a vacation and eat some coffee toffee crunch ice cream. So get excited for me. Uh, And that's it. I'm going to end this with a little question corner. But before I do, I want to remind you guys that you can check out my current show that's up in New York City at Susan Inglet Gallery. That is uh, a show called American Animals. And it is my first large scale drawing on canvas that I'm very excited about. I think this is one of my best shows I've ever had, if not the best show I've ever had. And I feel like people are responding to it. A lot of times you put shows out there in the world and nobody seems to care. But this didn't seem to be like that. (laughs) And so I'm very appreciative. I'm very, very, very appreciative. So thank you to anybody who's communicated with me about it or gone to the show or supported it in any way. It means the world to me. Um, And again, everything I've talked about will be linked in the description so you can find how you can see my show or see the online catalog or the online viewing room. 
You can also see where you can find Patricia Highsmith's diaries and notebooks. And here are some questions to kind of close this out. Question corner. And by the way, thank you for your perfect day responses from last week. That was really nice to read about perfect days. I love that. If you still, if you haven't responded, feel free. Email in at me reading stuff at iCloud.com. All right. Question number one. Are you stubborn? Question mark. Yes or no. Question number two. On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your life? 10 being most happy. Zero or no one. You can give it a zero if you want. You can even go negative if you want. I hope to God you don't have to go negative. And if you want to go above a 10, I mean, God bless you. So anyway, one to 10, how happy are you with your life? Me, myself, I am stubborn. And I am um, at a, I would say, nine, to be honest with you. I'm at a nine. And again, it's that health and friendship. Those are the parts that are making me not a 10. What is your favorite breakfast? Almost like what is your perfect day, but like name for me your perfect breakfast. Mine has something to do with an English muffin and fruit and coffee. Um, On a scale of one to 10. (laughs) Okay, as I'm editing this, I can see you can't hear what happened there. So I'm going to turn the outro music off and... uh, (laughs) Let you hear what happened. Um, On a scale of one to ten, (laughs) you would think I planned that, but I didn't. (laughs) That was Frankie, everybody. Frankie, my amazingly demanding cat. I can't think of another one, thanks to Frankie. She just interrupted my flow. I was on a roll here. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you like Frankie? I'm going to go with a 2,000. Um, you guys have a great rest of your week. Happy Friday or Thursday, whatever the hell, whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.